and welcome to the Void Fills podcast. I'm Jax. And I'm Rocco. Void Fills is an interactive podcast where we're going to try and bust some stigmas around mental health issues, share advice and tips for getting through tough times, and we'll feature some of our music to hopefully help you relax and chill. At the end of the show, we're going to play some sounds which might be useful when helping you sleep. All the music in the show is listed in the podcast notes. You can send us any questions, thoughts, and share advice by using the hashtag VoidFills. It's important to remember that Rocco and I aren't healthcare professionals, so please be sure to speak to your doctor, a trusted family member, or contact one of the organisations listed in the podcast notes if you're worried about your well-being or safety. So let's kick off today's episode with a bit of light-hearted questioning. Nothing wrong with that sometimes, is there, Rocco? No, love it. This is from At Heart in the Dark, who tweeted us using the hashtag VoidFeels, and who is desperate to know if we have any pets. <laughs> Did you hear that? And if you, <laughs> and if you want any in the future, Rocco, you can uh, go first on this one. Um, I don't have any pets. Well, my, my grand's got a dog. <laughs> so you don't have any pets. I don't have any pets. <laughs> I've got a little dog. I know, I he's a gangster. Dog. He's the, he's the third member of Void. If we're gonna balaclava for him up. Well, no, because when when we came in to rehearse the show, I brought him in here, and he literally fell asleep on the sofa. Did he? I think maybe that was when I came in to get the vocal levels and, and stuff sorted. But he came. I brought him in, sat him on the sofa, and he fell asleep. That's cute. Like ten minutes into the set, he was gone. Oh, my God. Some people have uh, pets for mental health, like, to kind of help them, don't they? Yeah, that's a great thing. Like, as soon as I see a dog, I just start smiling. They do genuinely become your best friend. Yeah. You come home, and they're excited to see you, and then they're just excited to see you for the rest of their life. That's Pretty much. Amazing. That's it. Imagine if people were like that. The world would be so much better. They love you regardless. I don't have a pet, but I want one. <laughs> you I'll should wait. get one. I feel like you're a Pomeranian kind of guy. Pomeranian? No, I, could, I want a Rottweiler. I could see you with a Pomsky or like nah. a little uh, Chihuahua. No, I love Rottweilers. In well. your bag. I can see you rocking up to rehearsals with like a little Chihuahua in your bag. <laughs> pulling it out. <laughs> Jumping on the snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> this little... Uh, end up, end this up little hitting dog. it. End up hitting it. <laughs> you should get a dog to accompany my dog and then when we do shows... They can come together. And have dog babies. <laughs> I didn't mean come together in that way. I but, but they could do. So we've established that me, like I have a dog and Rocco does not have a pet at all. No. So um, if anybody fancies donating a dog to Rocco, then feel free to send that over to him. I He'd be very happy dog. with that. So next up is a question from Brienne Bucky, who asks us, have you ever struggled with insomnia? And if so, how do you deal with it? Do you have any advice for people who are struggling with sleeping problems? Yeah. I think we're opposites. Yeah. I get to bed and I lie there and I literally can't go to sleep for hours. Really? So I have to keep myself busy. Mm. No, I wouldn't say I had insomnia, but when I was like really bad, I couldn't sleep and, you know, you go a couple of days without sleeping or whatnot. But now, I think because of my meds, I'm like, mm. as soon as I hit the pillow. It's just switching your brain off, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard when you're an anxious person and you worry about things to kind of switch your brain off. Obviously, there's ways to deal with it and there's yeah. ways not to deal with it. Yeah, the more you get stressed about... Life. Yeah, or the fact that you're not sleeping, 
then you're, you're not going to sleep even more. Mm. I think one thing you could do, I listen to some kind of guided meditation stuff. Mm. I found a video the other day, actually, which is really helpful on YouTube. It's um, it's like a guided meditation um, for a deeper sleep. Oh, that's good. All those kind of things help. Or the, um, there's a, there's a, I can't remember what the app is. Calm. Yeah, that's it. And it's got all, like, the... It starts with, like, an intro of, like, lay yourself down in the bed, blah, blah, blah. Feel that you're sinking into the mattress mm. and all of that. Like, feeling things while you're sleeping and, like, physical. I think that's great. I think that's the same kind of thing as, um, yeah, the guided meditation. Have you heard of ASMR? I've heard of it. I don't know what the abbreviation stands for, but I know that it sounds... It's like people like tapping their nails against like the microphone. Oh, what like uh, satisfying sound, like you know when? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like weird. Some people do weird stuff like eat soap and like weird shit like that. But oh. some people don't do that and they like whisper in the microphone. But something in you, it triggers something in your brain. I don't know whether you release like a chemical in your brain, but it just relaxes you. I, I can understand that when you hear something that's satisfying, you go, oh. It kind of gives you like good. goosebumps, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it just like settles you down but I think subliminally yeah. I don't think you know that that thing helps you relax but subliminally I think it switches something in your head and yeah. you get all relaxed yeah I know yeah I feel that I always find like it's harder for me to go to sleep if I've done nothing all day if I have one of my days where I wake up and I feel numb and I feel like I can't do anything on my day I will lie on the sofa and I'll get to like 2, 3 in the morning and I'll still be on the sofa mm. and I wonder why I can't get to sleep and then I think yeah. about it and I'm like, I've done nothing all day. Of course you're not going to go to sleep. Yeah. Do you not exercise sometimes when you feel like you... Yeah, well, I, um, I used to, when I had sleeping problems, I used to just go down to the gym mm. and just knacker myself out. But obviously that went a bit the wrong way. But yeah. it's, um, That was linked to other things, wasn't it? But yeah. I suppose I it can work you... in a good way or a bad way because you can either get a rush of adrenaline from working out mm. or you get so tired that you just want to go to sleep. Well, I think that would work for me. I know it would. Okay, so you have a day off, or even if you don't have a day off, and you know when you feel like you're not going to be able to sleep tonight, I think a good idea is that maybe after you've done your work or if you have a day off, just go down to the gym or exercise or something, because then that will tire you out. Yeah. And then without knowing, you'll, you'll be more tired. Does music sleep. help you like, go to sleep? Sometimes, but I want to really know So if I make like a, a soothing night playlist mm. on whatever... <laughs> and then during the week or something, I might have added something by mistake, and it'll be like some Taylor Swift just pops up. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll be I'll be nice and relaxed, and then something like <clears throat> Kendrick Lamar <clears throat> just pops up. Wake up, uh, loyalty or something. Yeah, oh, that's what why we uh, created our mixtape. You know, tape one, um, which you can find on obviously all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Seventeen minute, I think five tracks in there. Yeah. Um, which all link together to kind of help you... Just relax. relax. Yeah, exactly. I always get stressed, right? If I listen to a song and it gets to the end of the song and it has, like, a two-minute outro, which is just, like, pointless, it stresses <laughs> me out. What? Or, like, I go from, like, heavy metal into, like, some hip-hop track or I go from R&B into some random stuff I've got on my music. It stresses <laughs> me out. So when you've got a seven... Yeah. Like, if you're listening to an album... And, like, who's a diverse artist? Like, just does some random stuff. Bon yeah, you go from Bon Iver to some random person. But artist-wise, when they do an album, not everybody tries to link their tracks together. Mm. So that's yeah. why we did that take one. Yeah, so just it all links. Next time you go to bed, after you've listened to this podcast, go to our Spotify, Void, type tape one, you'll find it, 17 minutes long, whack that on your headphones, and send us a message, tell us what you think. Yeah. You might hate it, that's fine. 
but you might like it. You never know. So I'm sorry if that was a bit of a messy answer, but I hope we got a few points and indications across there to help you hopefully sleep a little easier. So we've got another question from at Purple Tiger 03. What is your opinion on the suicide word being glorified? What do you think? <sighs> Take a breath. I don't know how it could be glorified. That's like glorifying a word like terrorism or like some stupid word. How can you glorify suicide? Someone's killing themselves because they don't want to be here anymore. No. That's what's happening. So how, how can you glorify that? I think what they mean by glorify is that uh, you've got people making money off mental health, and I know that sounds really bad, but there are people out there making money off mental health. Yeah, there is. And But there's also people who are just saying, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, and it's money people, and then you've got the people that are doing it for attention. And yeah. they might have mental health issues, we don't know, but sometimes there are the horrible people that are just using it to get a bit of attention. Not even attention, just people just saying it on a whim, like, oh... My phone's got 2% battery, so I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Or like, just... oh, Starbucks have run out of uh, gingerbread men lattes, so I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah, it's like people are using it as like a swear word, you know what I mean? People just say it on a whim. They use it in the wrong sense. It's like just no sensitivity towards the subject. Yeah. You wouldn't say it about something else bad that happens to people in the world. No. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't refer to a disease. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to catch this disease because of like done something it affects real people people kill themselves yeah that subsequently leads to families and other people being upset about them killing themselves so why are you joking about killing yourself yeah because it's not funny no i think the people that are using the suicide word as you know not even thinking about it they're the ones that don't understand mental health i I always thought that suicide as a word was a no-go like as as a kid when i was younger i wouldn't go to someone i'm going to commit suicide because the implications of that can upset and worry a lot of other people. If I'm scrolling through our Twitter and I see someone saying something like that, I'll send them a message and I genuinely won't be able to go to sleep or leave their conversation until I know that they're not going to kill themselves. Yeah. You know, it worries people and I don't think people should be just using that word openly like that. We shouldn't be glorifying words like suicide, you know? And again, it's a contradictory stigma. Like, there's a stigma surrounding mental health as it is. And then when people are outside of it saying that I'm going to commit suicide, all this kind of stuff, it just makes the stigma worse. Ten times worse. And then that's why people get negative press about mental health, because people are just using it like that. Well, that's the thing. We should be normalising... We should normalise the word suicide. There shouldn't yeah. be a stigma around the word suicide. It's just the way people are using it. People don't know the implications of the word properly. Yeah. You know, and unless you yourself have been close to suicide or you know someone who's been through that, you don't know the levels of it, you know? Yeah. We should be raising awareness about it and the subject, but we shouldn't be using it on a whim like that. No, definitely not. What people don't understand is that suicide is a big word. And the more people keep using it, it's just going to make it meaningless. It's like the word c- is such a good word because no one ever uses it. So, um, Purple Tiger 03, thank you for your question. It's a very small word, but with a very big meaning. And uh, on that note, this seems like a perfect place to um, take you into the next bit of our music, which we hope you'll enjoy. Be back soon.
our street team sent in a message. Uh, thank you so much, by the way, for all their continued support and hard work that they do for us. It means the absolute world, and um, we can't thank you enough. So, yeah, this question is from at Void Street Team. The question is, is the commercialisation of mental health disease a danger to younger generations and those who suffer? Yeah, 100%. I think massively. I feel like the fact that you genuinely never know whether someone is suffering or not is hard for young kids and also people growing up in this day and age where you're on your phone all the time. People don't necessarily check into the news. And even if they do check into the news, there's nothing on the news about mental health issues. They yeah. don't report every time someone kills themselves. No. But when a celebrity kills themselves, they see it on Twitter trending. Yeah. And that's all they see. And they get like a random hashtag every month, you know? I feel like the commercialization side of it takes away the actual truth and the learning of mental health issues, you know? Yeah, because you're watering it down and the younger generations are not understanding it properly. They're just seeing it as this thing that happens and it's very blasé when it happens. Oh, mental health, someone killed themselves. Okay, right, next thing. It's not made a big deal about, which it should be. Yeah. It's never directly addressed, is it? No. When you were at school, you know when you do, like, um, health and education or whatever it's called? Mum was called PCHE or something. Did they ever talk to you about depression or anxiety or anything? No, that was like a no-go area. I, I swear, like, no one at school would even mention it. Let's create, like, a sort of scenario here. If we were at school now yeah, and they changed the syllabus and you're 14 years old and the teacher said to us, OK, so today we're going to learn about mental health disease yeah, and how this could affect you as you grow up. You, and, and they gave you the right education. Do you think that would have changed your life? Yeah, it would have changed my life, but I don't think it would make it any easier. It would help me understand it, mm. but it wouldn't solve my mental health. But the understanding may have like triggered something in like one of your friends' heads to like check on yeah. you or something, you know? Yeah. But but the issue is like miseducation or no education. Yeah, there is no education about mental health. Well, our generation and the younger generation, I don't think. Until they see it on pop. the news. Someone's killed themselves. Oh, let's um, pretend to care about it for a lot of day. Yeah, when they have no understanding of any of it. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. So in essence, we're both saying that the commercialization of mental health is very dangerous to young kids. Oh, 100%. So why would it be dangerous to those who suffer? Because, well, for me as a sufferer, if I see commercialization of this mental health, so a alias celebrity unfortunately does take their life, Mm. I then go, oh, my gosh, you know, it makes me question how I'm feeling. I know it sounds very weird. And then also it makes me feel angry because, you know, this happens in every three seconds. In essence, they're making money off our pain. Yeah. In, in, in like, a bit of a crappy way. Like, if you walk into a shop and you see a T-shirt, I've seen it that's just as anxious on it. Yeah. You know, like... What, what is that about? What is that about? Like, you're, you're, you've written anxious on a T-shirt. Yeah. You don't know how that feels. No. And that T-shirt would not look like that if you know what anxiety felt like. It would look like a hell of a red-black mess. Some, like, <laughs> some like <laughs> yellow T-shirt with, like, yeah. clouds on it saying anxious. No, that is not what anxious looks like. But that's the commercialisation of mental health issues, man. People yeah. are buying T-shirts with anxious on or depressed. Yeah. They got depressed on the back of their like T shirt. It's like like you you, you 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 like do you understand what you've got written on the back of the T shirt? Yeah. 
You might as well oh. just write, like, kick me, I'm a dickhead on the back of my T-shirt. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Oh, it's just Nightmare. dangerous. It is very So we're, we're in a bit of a pickle, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> the world's in a bit of a pickle when it comes to mental health, and that's why we invented this podcast. Because we're going to make everything a tiny bit clearer. <laughs> exactly. Here's a question from Gav via Twitter, who asks, how do you find the motivation when you need it? It seems more recently, now than ever, I'm just doing things for the sake of doing them rather than actually being motivated to. And that's a wicked question, Gav. Yeah. Um, I feel like at the moment, we're both going through stuff. Like obviously, we're still trying to push yeah. through this. But I feel at the minute I'm proper <laughs> getting stuck on this myself. Some mornings I wake up in bed, right, and I literally can't get out. Yeah. Or I'll get into my car to go to work and I'll sit there for like 10 minutes. I can't bring myself to turn on the ignition. Yeah. I just go numb. Yeah. You know, I just sit there. I don't even know what I'm thinking about. Sometimes no. I sit there for like 25 minutes just staring into space. Yeah. There's no motivation. There's a like part of myself missing, you know? Oh, I totally understand. I don't even know how I describe how I push myself to do things. Yeah. There's just something in me where I, I'm like, I've got to get up now. You know, I just stand up. Yeah. Which sounds so stupid. Like I sound like such an idiot, but it's true. No, I, I get it. Do you get, do you get what yeah. I'm saying? I just can't find that motivation or... Yeah. Energy. I think motivation is weird. It's personal, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that when I'm really unmotivated, I'm constantly thinking, how can I get motivated? Yeah. And then the more I think of, why aren't I motivated? How can I get motivated? The more I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to do nothing because I can't find something that motivates me. And I don't know why I'm unmotivated. So what can I do? So go with it. Yeah. I suppose there's a sense of listening to your body. Yeah, yeah. When you were going through all of your eating stuff, right, and you wanted to exercise, your motivation was because you wanted to get smaller, wasn't it? Yeah. But that was your brain telling you that. Yeah. You didn't need to get thinner, but your motivation was was that. That was my my brain. Yeah. I just find that so strange. Like, your brain just does crazy things when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like I said, I just literally sit there and I cannot move. The motivation I have when I was trying to get ridiculously thin and underweight Mm -hmm. with anorexia was... It wasn't me thinking that. Like yeah. I know it sounds silly. My brain was overriding my whole body. Yeah. And just filling me with this information to go, no, gotta get skinnier, gotta get skinnier. Whatever your weight is now, I want you to be like half a stone less in a month. My brain was constantly just thinking that is the only thing that I'm living for. The only thing yeah. I'm living for is to be as small as possible. That was yeah. literally my brain was thinking the whole time. But that's the thing, like it's crazy that when you want that to happen, you find that motivation. Yeah, I think if you're trying to find motivation to go, say, to work, just try and think this one day at work could better your your tomorrow. Yeah. Like you might meet someone in a meeting or you might get a raise or you might, you know, get a meeting to be like, oh, do you want this job? It's a bit better. There's like, a saying actually is you miss every shot you don't take, which yeah. links in with what you just said. Yeah. Like, if you don't do something, you don't know the outcome. Yeah. You could be sitting on that sofa thinking, I don't want to move. You could get up off that sofa, walk out the house, and there could be a million pounds standing there. Yeah. In a very extreme scenario. Obviously, yeah. that probably won't happen. But, you know, like you said, you don't know until you until try. You've done it. it could yeah. change everything. So I guess if you feel unmotivated, you need to find that energy from somewhere. Maybe the unknown is the, like, driving force of yeah. why you should get up because you never know what could happen. Just try it. It could be your first step to recovery. Yeah. You know? And there's a saying that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's so true. You know, yesterday's gone, it's been, it's done, forget it. Okay, if you make great memories, just focus on today and focus from the next day after that and the next day after that. How can you better your life, you know? And that should be a bit of motivation as well. Keep looking forward. 
So here's something that came in from at ida.fy. They asked a few questions to pretty much get to know us better. And they say, Do you have any hobbies aside from music? I do. You go first. Tell me. Scuba diver. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. Scuba Steve. <laughs> what? Go on. I used to be like a... Fencer. Semi-pro junior golfer. Did you actually? Yeah. That's sick. I didn't know that. I did competitions and... Oi, we need to go and play golf together. Why I do you love it. this? I love it. I'm really bad. Mate, I had a sick handicap, but I used to be the guy that if I didn't get in the hole, You'd I'd like, throw my putter across the green. You like snap your golf club in half. Yeah. And then you get all the golfers going, no, no, you uh, can't do that. <laughs> it's against the rules. I used to play football and rugby oh. and badminton oh. and cricket oh. and basketball. Oh. But like one of Basketball's those, good. one of those guys is just like good enough to kind of play, but like not that good. I can't stand football. Do you like food? I like food. Food is a hobby of mine. Incessantly eating is a Incessant. problem of mine. <laughs> I like cooking. I like cooking. You though. like cooking, mate. So to help cure my depression, I eat. So I'll That's cook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You cook for me, <laughs> and then you eat it. You have to roll me on stage, like in future. <laughs> Just like we avoid. <laughs> Turn up in this pool bar at the mall, cop. You're gonna segue onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I think it's weird though that not having an eating disorder, which is a lot better than it was. That I now love cooking, which is great. Progress. Progress. And now you cook me all the pancakes that I want. Oh, mate. I'll in the world. Banging protein pancakes. No, not protein pancakes, just pancakes. I can make pancakes. Yeah, wow. The pancake bit leads very nicely onto the last part of the question. And that question is if you could travel anywhere, where would you go? USA. Yeah, to be fair, I'd like to go to USA. It's Whereabouts in the USA, though? I would want to go. I want to go to somewhere like way out west. I want to go to Memphis. Ooh. Or Chicago. Yeah. Somewhere with like the jazz bars where people like still smoking them. New Orleans. Bro. Sit there with like a double bourbon and like listen to some like jazz singers and I'll just send you up on stage and you can start playing drums with them. And then I'll like come up and start scatting like jazz man. And then um, yeah. that would be our trip to the state sorted. Ford Roadshow. And with that in mind, that's it for another podcast. We hope it may have helped you in some way. And as always, we're going to play out with some more of our music and some sounds which we hope can help you relax. So until next time, I've been Jax. And I've been Rocco. See you again soon. Big love. Void.
The Void Fills podcast is a Zakuti production in association with Pod People Productions.